and I oh Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl team back again with another episode of the Sassy and Save podcast. Um, a few announcements very quickly. Um, motivation minute. Um, henceforth, wow, that was so genial. Henceforth, <laughs> moving forward or going forward, um, before every episode, I want to motivate you in 60 seconds with whatever God has been teaching me, whatever he's laid on my heart in that week that I'm recording the podcast or at that time, I want to motivate you. I know that we are in trying times. A lot of people are dealing with a lot now at the end of the year. A lot of people are feeling unmotivated instead of motivated because 2019 has has just been a lot. I'm, I'm sure we can all agree that the year has just been a lot on all of us. And so I just want to take the time to motivate you in 60 seconds with whatever I'm learning. So yes, that is the first announcement. So you can look forward to that in every episode including this one and um, moving forward. Number two, the Sassy and Save Mentorship Program is launching in 2020. I have been I have been receiving so many requests, DMs, questions about mentoring people. People wanted to be mentored all through last year and I didn't feel like it was the right time. Well, I'm glad to announce that I now feel like the time is right and I've put together a program that I think will be beneficial for everyone. Um, it's gonna run on a six week course basis and it's going to be um, a different course, like sort of like lecture type thing um, that you watch every week and then you'll have to do a, a write-up and an assignment on that. Um, we'll meet to pray together. You'll have a prayer and accountability partner that you are praying with constantly. You, um, as the mentee, will lead prayer on the prayer line for all of us in the group or all of us that is being mentored at the certain time. At a certain time, you'll have one-on-one -on -one, um, FaceTime calls with me and different things like that. There's a lot of quizzes and tests. We're gonna try to discover your spiritual giftings, try to figure out um, what you've been called to in life, and help you achieve your purpose. It's really a purpose discovery type of mentorship program. There's three stages. There's stage one, stage two, stage three. Stage one is about building foundations. Um, getting us into reading the word and praying every day. Those are the foundations of a Christian walk, knowing your why, falling in love with Jesus once again and understanding why you are devoting your life to him. That's all about what stage one is. Also what it means to be a woman. We're going to study P31, Proverbs 31. That is one of the courses in that six weeks and just understand ourselves and idea, idea and I, an idea and, and our identity in Christ. Those are the foundations for longevity in your walk with God, knowing who you are, knowing what you've been called to do, knowing why you do what you do. Those are the things that are going to keep you despite any trial or test that you are faced with in life. So that's what stage one is all about. Stage two, at the end of stage one, near the end of stage one, in the last few weeks, we'll do a spiritual gifts test where we'll discover what giftings you have, what spiritual gifts you have. Everybody has gifts. Everybody has spiritual gifts. We'll use that for the basis of stage two. Stage two will be developing your spiritual gift. Timothy says... Uh, Paul says to Timothy, sorry, in the book of Timothy, to stir up the gift that has been given to you. So you have a gift, but it needs to be stirred up. And how is it stirred up? By exercising it, by practicing it, by learning more about it. So once we've taken the spiritual gift test in stage one and stage two, you'll learn how to stir up the gift better. You'll learn how to use the gift. You'll learn what it means to be gifted in that way. We'll practice using the 
gift. In stage two, it's a lot more collaborative. Stage one, it's more one-on-one. You're doing your write-ups and different things like that. But stage two is very, very collaborative. You'll be working with your partner. You'll be working with me to stir up that gift. And then stage three will be establishing and manifesting what God has called you to do and being able to walk in purpose. And at the end of all three stages, you will receive a certificate that you have completed the Sassy and Save mentorship program. So that's just a little bit about how it's going to work. I'm super, super excited. I think it's going to be really great. God placed it on my heart. Um, I'm going to launch. I'm not going to tell you when, but in 2020. But before I do so, I want to test the program. I want to test the program for kinks to get feedback to see what can be improved, what can be made better. Because like I said, it's going straight from my head and into and onto paper and being put into practice. But this is not something like a book or something that you can edit. This is real people in real life. So I want to make sure that it is beneficial and that it is helping people. And if there's anything that I'm missing that is being overlooked, I want that feedback. And so I'm giving four lucky ladies the chance to participate in the mentorship program for free. Um, I'm going, I'm doing a pretty much a giveaway. I have currently in my link or my like webs, yeah, in my link on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, you should follow me on Instagram. I have in my bio a link there to a Google form with a little bit of an application because I got a lot of people that are interested. And if you fill out that application, I'll read through and I will choose four people that will win the giveaway and be able to participate in the first phase of the program for absolutely free. So if you are interested, head over to my Instagram, click the link in my bio in my description and make sure you fill out that application form before December 31st so that I can choose who the winner will be and I can start the program with those four lucky ladies. So that's all for the announcements. Now into the episode, actually now into motivation minute and then into the episode. Hope you enjoy. See you soon. Sassy and save baby. Okay guys, I'm going to set a timer for one minute. This is the first one. So let's make sure that it's it's done. Um, one minute. Where's my timer right now? I'm wasting time. <laughs> um, ah, where's my clock? Ah, I don't have a timer yet. I don't know why I'm yelling. Okay, timer for 60 seconds. One minute. Ready, set, go. Okay, so today's motivation minute is really simple. I want to talk to you about working what God has given you. We are all in a current season and we all have an assignment. Do you know that every season has an assignment? Every single season has an assignment. It may be a big assignment, it may be a small assignment, but there's an assignment for every season. I think it's so important to focus on the assignment for the season and work what God has given you. Sometimes we see the end before we see the beginning. And so we're so focused on manifesting the end that we fail to work the current and optimize our current season. I I think about Mike Todd. Mike Todd is the biggest millennial preacher in the world right now. Someone who we didn't even know two years ago, all because he was working his season. He was a pastor of a church and he created a sermon for his church that went all around the world called Relationship Goals. If he hadn't taken his assignment in that season seriously, he would not be the guy who he is today. We would not know of him. So because he took it seriously, he is now world renowned. That is why it is important for us to make sure that, oh, that's it. Obviously, I talk too much and I need um, more than a minute, but it's good. It's going to it's gonna teach me how to be more concise. So that was your motivation minute. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure you can put in, fill in the dots and figure out the rest of what that motivation was. But into the episode we go. 
I refuse to believe that this is my fate as a woman. This cannot be it. I was not born to be a trophy wife. I'm talking about growth. It's a measure of me versus me yesterday versus me two days ago. Not a measure of me versus you. We're trying to raise women that understand that they can be classy, they can be beautiful, they can be petty, they can be smart, they can be knowledgeable, they can be independent. We are a new generation of women. We are not conformed or confined by everything that society has placed out for us. We're breaking out of the mold and creating something new for ourselves. We are Sassy and Safe Baby. Alrighty, alright. Um, there was so much going on at the beginning of the episode. Announcements and then motivation minute. And now we're finally here. You made it to the episode. I'm so proud of you. I hope you didn't skip to just the episode because there was some important stuff back there. So if you did, make sure you go back. Go back and, and get the full experience of this episode. Anywho, this episode is entitled And I Oop because And I Oop Boundaries. <laughs> and I Oop Boundaries. Today we are talking all about boundaries. Um boundaries are so important they are they rule my life completely like i i can't live a boundaryless life boundaries are everything they're my everything and recently i've been teaching my mentees like the ones that are in the same city as me and i actually meet with them and talk to them every day um about boundaries and the importance of boundaries so I figured it would be good to share for you guys as well because boundaries are so essential. Like they, they, they govern our life. They govern our life and they govern our lives. And sometimes we don't even realize where we failed to um, establish boundaries and we see that things in our lives are not really going the way we want them to go and we don't understand. But usually it's a it's a sign or it's an indication of a lack of boundaries. So I figured it'd be a good episode to talk about. I hope you guys will enjoy it. But yeah, let's talk about boundaries. So boundaries. Um, well, what are boundaries? I mean, we are all pursuing purpose and we are all living out our life story we're not writing our life story we're living out our life story because our life story has already been written by has already been written by god but we are all living out our life story we are all pursuing purpose and our story is made up of our yeses and our no's now having boundaries is knowing where your limits are your a boundary is like a dividing line it divides your yes from your no like I said, our stories are made up of our yeses and no. The things that you give yourself to are your yeses. And the things that you fail to give yourself to are your no's. But if you're, and if you make up, and if you are unfortunate to make a mistake in your yeses or your no's, this is where we have issues and conflicts and situations arise. So having boundaries is just knowing your limits in everything knowing where the dividing line is between yes and no. Now, many Christians have a problem with boundaries because they think as believers, we should just allow any and everything. They think, oh, you're a person of God, you're a follower of God, you're a Christian, you should be nice, you should be kind, you should be all these things because we fail to read our Bibles and we allow people to give us their revelation of who God is and what we ought to be. 
which um okay and so we have many believers that think they should and must allow any and any any and everything we are many believers that are frustrated because they find themselves doormats in the hands of people because they don't understand that boundaries are of god and they are necessary even jesus had boundaries like boundaries are essential for life success if you don't have boundaries you will not be successful i'm saying like it's very bold to make but literally you cannot be successful in life if you fail to establish boundaries having no moral boundaries results in sin having no relationship boundaries results in heartbreak having no friendship boundaries results in drama anywhere where you find anywhere where you find conflict or a situation that is not in your favor you can probably trace it down back to having a lack of boundaries somewhere along the line so much so that if you have boundaries in those areas or in these areas you will see the you will see a drastic reduce in the amount of sin the amount of heartbreak and the amount of drama in your life for example, I was talking to one of my mentees a while back and she was saying how, you know, she was complaining about the type of guys that were approaching her. Obviously, she's devoted to living a life for Christ. She's a Christian. She's a believer. She serves in church. She's all of that. And, and she's having issues because, and she was having issues because, and she was having issues because she felt like the type of guys that were approaching her did not reflect her values. Like, Obviously, she cannot write, hey, I'm a Christian on her forehead, but still, like, the the type of men that would come to her or approach her would just be so far left, and she was just getting annoyed. And, I, obviously, I was advising her and, and encouraging her, but I did, but I, I, I made sure to mention that the fact that these men feel comfortable approaching you is the real problem. The problem is not, oh, these are the type of men that approach me. What am I doing wrong? The, the problem is why do they feel comfortable approaching you? Why do you feel like you have the right to access a person like me is the real problem. That shows a lack of boundaries. I... Teresa, do not have a problem with guys that I'm not interested approaching me. I do not have that problem. I, I know. Actually, I guys really don't even approach me. I don't have that. That's And if they do, they're pastors because I have created boundaries and presented myself in a way that you know that you cannot come to me if you're not correct. I've never been, since I've been saved, approach but okay that's why at the beginning 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 yes there was some i had to establish the boundaries but once i started being serious and understanding who i am where i'm going and things like that i have never been approached by a guy who was not a pastor because what do you mean how you cannot have access to, like it can no <laughs> it cannot be because they themselves know that i i don't have I don't, I, I'm trying to word this without being what many people will call rude, but it's impossible. They know that they don't have, they themselves know that they don't have the credentials and the criteria to be with a person like me. And I'm not even sitting up here like flipping my hair like I'm the hottest 
thing i'm the hottest thing in town but like they know they themselves know that they are not worthy that is having boundaries drawing the line the line of divide they know that the way they live their current life is so contrary so contrary to how i live mine or the standard they hold themselves up at is so contrary to the standard i hold myself at that there is a clear line between yes and no and they are on the side of no and that's how you have to live it And to some, that may be undesirable, but to me, it's perfect because I never have to deal with weeding out guys. I never have to deal with, is this guy serious or not? I never have to deal with heartbreak drama. I never have to deal with games and things like that. Like, I don't have to deal with that stuff that most girls my age, most girls that are um, in that stage or in that season of marriage trying out and dating different guys I don't have to deal with that because they themselves weed themselves out for me the ones that come to me are correct so my only issue or my only um problem is picking I'm I'm not picking out of a crop of of weeds and flowers I'm picking out of flowers which one I like the best so boundaries will help you sis um Also, I'm not feeling really well, so you may see that my energy is a bit low in this podcast, but the message is the same. Um, Many people feel like they, and I know that a lot of people have issues with boundaries because they think that it pushes people away. And like I said, it may not be desirable to everyone. Like for me, I prefer that because like I said, I don't have to deal with all of the drama and all of the nonsense, but people don't like that because they feel like they're pushing people away. They feel like, oh, I'm not getting hollered at by guys or, oh, I'm not getting um, a lot of friends or I'm not getting whatever it is, wherever you have the boundaries, you're not getting an influx in that area. And so they feel like, oh, I'm pushing people away because of the boundaries that I've created. Especially with the narrative that goes around in culture that that a strong, independent woman is too much for a man. Like there's, I saw something even today, I think it was on um, my leak my leaks um insta where she was asking people's opinion on guy on women make earning more than men and somebody even wrote there like if he's making more than her then it's fine if they're making the same then it's fine but let her be making more than him all of a sudden he'll be looking at other women so there is the perception and there is so there is the perception and there is the idea that in society as a woman if you are strong if you are independent if you are a boss if you at any point do anything that will strike strike or affect the ego of a man then all of a sudden you'll be pushing him away and so many women minimize themselves so that they can have options or so that they can be approached by men or so that they don't have that problem they they reduce their boundaries or they they get rid of them altogether because they don't want to push people away but i'm saying that boundaries don't bother anyone who plans to stay anybody who is called to you and knows the value that you have in their life anybody that understands that they want access to you as a person will understand that they have to respect the rules that you have put in place for your life so that they can have access to you and they will learn to accommodate despite what the boundary is 
because they value you as a person and they want what you have to offer. Boundaries will never bother a person who plan a, who, a person who plans to stay. Anybody that has a problem with a boundary that you have in your life, <clears throat> sorry, anyone that has a problem with a boundary that you have in your life, it's because they don't plan on staying with you for the long haul. It's because they're in for what they can get right now. So they're trying to be easy access. They're, they, they, try, they plan to come in easily. They want easy access so they can drain, so they can take, and so they can acquire that which they came to get. But a person that is planning on staying with you for the long haul, a person that wants to stay and be in your life forever, that wants to be a lifer, that understands that I'm connected to you or I need you or you have something I need, you're tied to my destiny. They don't come in with the idea or with the ideology of I'm here for a quick fix. I'm here to grab and go. They're not an opportunist. So they will respect any boundary you have put in place because they know that they want access to you forever it won't it won't bother them it won't bother them to break down your walls it won't bother them to respect your boundaries because they value what you have and they want access to it and that's where you'll find certain guys will come and they'll talk to you for a few months they'll talk to you for a few weeks and then they'll be like oh this girl's too hard she's too this she's too that she won't do this she won't let me beat she won't let me hit she won't come and see all all those guys that makes excuse make excuses and they're out of it and they're out because they uh, and make excuses cause, and they're out because you decide that you don't want to kiss or you don't want to have sex before marriage. So they have a problem with that. They don't respect your boundaries because they're not there for the long haul. Again, I'll say boundaries don't bother those who plan to stay. Men that plan to stay. Men that see you in their future. Men that want to be with you long term. Do not mind your boundaries. They will respect the fact that you don't want to have sex before marriage. They will pursue you. They will do whatever they have to do despite whatever boundary you have in place because they're in it for the long haul. Anybody that understands anybody that under anybody that plans to stay in your life will understand your boundaries they will understand that if they want access to you they must respect the rules that you have in place for your life and they would rather respect the lines that you have set than lose you because they understand that invitation is a privilege that can be lost you know millennials are entitled we know that Christians are very entitled. We know that too. Christians are so entitled because they feel they they deserve access to everyone in the faith, all in the name of bro and sis. Because we throw around, hey bro, hey sis, because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, because we're all fighting for the same goal, um, doing the same thing, and we worship the same God. You, I deserve a spot in your life. That is That is not true. I'm so sorry. You missed your flight because... That is not true. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't have to. Nobody has to. What 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 makes you think that you deserve access to somebody's gift, access to somebody's spirit, access to somebody's life just because y'all worship the same God? Like what? Listen, I have my boundaries so clearly set that 
that I don't I don't have anything to offer anybody who doesn't honor my gift. Like I, I the anointing you respect you enjoy. I I can have the answer to your problem, but I ain't giving it if you don't if you don't respect and honor the gift. That's how clear my boundaries are set. Otherwise, you burn yourself out chasing people to respect and honor the anointing on your life. And you live a boundaryless life. You let anybody and anybody in so that they can respect your gifting. That is how people find themselves in trouble. Letting anybody and everybody have access to them just so that they can reap the benefit of the gift. Meanwhile, the gift is for you. You need to have your boundaries set. Like invitation is a privilege that can be lost the same way I can send you an invitation to a party and decide I no longer want you there I can do that with the people in my life I can decide I can even go as far as bring you into a certain area of my life and then decide I want a boundary and you no longer have access because I am in charge of my life but Christians don't understand that it is such a sense of entitlement to believe that someone has to include you. Like who says, who says that I have to bring you into my inner circle? Who says that I have to bring you into my life? Who says that I have to, we don't have to do anything. The, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And so does a friend. I don't know. Let me read it. You know, I like to read it verbatim so that you can get the actual, you can get the actual, um, revelation iron sharpens iron where is that um proverbs 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 let me look for it i don't know where it is everyone's like oh you already always know what where everything is someone's asked me that i don't know where everything is um i'm, I'm about to google it because i don't know iron sharpens iron yeah proverbs twenty seven seventeen is where it is see i knew proverbs but i didn't know where exactly just because I read my Bible a lot, guys. Like, a lot. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, and the Bible reads, "As iron sharpens iron, show uh, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend." So, if the people that are around you aren't sharpening you, why are they there? The Bible is giving us the exact definition of what a friend should be in your life. Your friend should sharpen you. The same way iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And I want you to get the imagery. You know, like when I, like when you're sharpening knives, you rub two knives together to sharpen them. And when you do that, both knives get sharpened. When you're rubbing knives together, it's not one sharpening the other. It's both knives sharpening each other. So both knives become sharpened when you rub them together. So as iron sharpens iron, as those knives are sharpening, when you're finished sharpening them, both knives are sharpened. So your friend should sharpen you. You sharpen your friend and they sharpen you. That is the purpose of your friendship. If you are sharpening, but they're not sharpening you, they should not be your friend. If they're like that, that the Bible says, so a friend sharpens so a friend sharpens a friend the rule of thumb that i use i read it in um the book seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey and he says that the rule of thumb for friendship is to have 
three types of friends, a mentor, a friend, and a mentee. Your mentor obviously is older than you. They pour into you. They help you. They help make you into a better person, a better version of yourself. Your friend can correct you, can call you out. They're on the same level, but they can tell you what's real and what's true. They don't leave you out there looking stupid. They make sure that they they scold you in private so that you look good in public. And then the mentee, the person that's younger than you, they keep you sharp. They keep you current. They let you know what's going on in life, what's going on uh, in culture and things like that, because you've already passed that stage. So they keep you current and you also pour into them. That's the rule of thumb for the friends that I keep around me since I've read that book. And so that is a boundary that I have. I don't, and I'm not interested in making new friends. Mm-mm, I'm not. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> a lot of times some people are like, oh, da 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 Friend, I'm not interested in making new friends. I'm, I'm really not. Just like Jesus had his multitude and had his friends, that is how I plan to live my life. There's a multitude and there can be a multitude of people that appreciate the grace and the gifting on my life. And I'm sure you can have access to it as long as you respect it and honor it. But we are not friends. You can double back to the episode friendly, but not your friend and understand where I'm coming from. It was it was in this season. So yeah, you can double back and have a listen. We released it in June. Because... I create my boundaries and I live in the context of my boundaries. You know, many people, what they do is they have blurred boundaries because they don't respect their boundaries. They'll create boundaries, but they don't listen to their own yeses and nos. They bend and they break and they alter per person, per situation. And so, and then you find yourself in situations. You know, the issues we have with people exist because we have not created boundaries. And even if we have, we are not respecting our boundaries. Authenticity creates boundaries. I spend so much time, so much of my life, not really, like, two years of my life trying to alter myself trying to change myself trying to be different because I in the same way thought that I was pushing people away and they were not I was not approachable and oh I'm mean and I'm stuck up and stush and different things like that just based on what other people would tell me because they their insecurities were fed when I wouldn't give them access to my life so I began to believe them and tried to change myself and be more forthcoming and be more welcoming and be more everything. And it resulted in a lack of boundaries because I had no more no's. Everything was a yes. And that is also known as people pleasing. Everything became a yes. There were no no's and I had no boundaries and my life was a mess. Where did I find myself in Windsor? Heartbroken out of a terrible relationship in a circle of drama with people I thought I had I, w- I was friends with and in a boatload of sin and I wasn't saved saved then but I mean I knew God I told you that everybody preaches in my family I grew up knowing God so because I failed to have moral boundaries relationship boundaries friendship boundaries I was people pleasing I was trying to change all the things that apparently were wrong with me, I had a boundaryless life and I found myself in the most difficult and degrading and 
trying season of my life that I didn't even really need to go through. And it all resulted from a lack of boundaries. Every season has its own set of boundaries. And your role is to ask God in every season what your assignment is and what are the boundaries for that season. I just caught that revelation. I did not know that before. But recently I've been catching that revelation because I'm being ushered into a new season right now. I'm actually transitioning. I won't share it because boundaries. (laughs) I'm being ushered into a new season and I'm transitioning from one phase to another another phase. And the boundaries that I had in the other phase don't necessarily work in this phase because this phase is being called to a higher level of leadership and because it's being called to a higher level of leadership there's a lot more I must do but even though I'm doing those there's and then there's a lot more interaction with people I must have there's a lot more love I must show and I'm doing all those things and even as I'm doing all those things I'm still working to maintain my boundaries so in every season with every assignment you ask God because God is the one who writes the story we're just living it he's the one that gives us the assignment so you have to ask asking for the qualifications the same way when you apply for a job it's written there the qualifications the expectation the job duty of the role that you are applying for when you are ushered into a new season given a new role a new assignment you must go back to the boss your employer god and ask him what are the boundaries what are the qualifications what do i need to excel in this season and that's what many people fail to do so they try to try to carry and cross their boundaries from season to season or they don't have any boundaries at all and they find themselves in situations that could have been avoided with boundaries. And now I'm talking about boundaries from a positive standpoint, having boundaries in your personal life, in your career, in your marriage. And yes, there's boundaries in marriage. I'm not married, so I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but yeah, Um, when I'm married, don't worry, I'll give you that tea. Um, as much as I'm talking about um, boundaries in your personal life, in your career, in your business, just having boundaries and setting boundaries for yourself to be the best you that you can be, there is a negative effect of boundaries. And the negative effect of boundaries is the comfort zone, the line that we draw of comfort to stay within the reins that we find socially acceptable, that we feel the most comfortable. We will create a boundary for ourselves and that will become our comfort zone because we are unable to break through the barrier of the line, break through the barrier of the boundary. And that's not really what this episode is about. And so I will not get too much into it, but it's very important that we understand and I hope I've laid the foundation in my not feeling too well state and all without all the bells lights and whistles the message is still there the message on boundaries now you know this is a podcast about the Lord and I am a teacher of the word so it wouldn't be right if I did not open my Bible and give us some examples of boundaries because I did state at the beginning that Jesus that God had boundaries and so it's important that we talk about them so really quickly before we end off this podcast um boundaries in the Bible biblical examples of boundaries Um, the first one, as I was praying for it, the first one that I got was simply from Jesus. Jesus would ask everyone that he ministered to a question before he ministered to them. Now understand that Jesus came on earth. His whole job was to obviously, um, go on the cross, but he was given the power to them. He was given the ability to demonstrate the power of God, even in his human form. He was sent to heal 
And that's what he was anointed to do. Yet everybody that would come to him that needed healing, he would ask them a question. Jesus would ask, he would ask the blind, what do you want me to do for you? Huh? He's blind. You're the Messiah. You have the ability to heal him. Why are you asking him that? (laughs) He would ask, I think it was the leper, do you want to be healed? Excuse me, Jesus. <laughs> what? Who, wa- who wants to stay sick? What kind of question is that? But he would ask, what do you want me to do for you? Do you want to be healed? Do you believe that I am the Messiah? All these questions he would ask all the people in need of his anointing. Because one of his boundaries was giving himself to those who honored his anointing. That was a boundary of Jesus. He would not over exhaust himself. He would not do the most to be seen. He would not force himself or push himself or push his anointing and his ability on you if you didn't want it. And so he would ask the question, what do you want me to do for you for a blind person? Obviously you wanna be healed, but maybe he didn't. Maybe the blind man would say, I want you to make me rich because he still wanted to be blind. He would never impose it. If you honored his anointing, If you honored his anointing, he would heal you because that was his boundary. Another boundary he had was never being in two places at a time. The Bible says in Mark 1.38 that when he finished in one city, he would go to another. Jesus only gave his attention fully to one thing at a time. He would never divide his attention. The only time that we see a a division is attention is it says whilst he was still while he was still healing, it, uh, Jairus, I think it was Jairus. Was it the, the woman with the issue of blood? Yes, it was the woman with the issue of blood. She had um, touched the hem of his garment. He was speaking to her. He was talking. And then while he was still speaking, that is when Jairus came to say that his daughter had been sick for 12 years. That's the only time. But even then, his attention shifts from the woman who he was so enamored with just 10 seconds ago completely to Jairus. He only focused on one thing at one time. He was never in two places. He did not overexhaust himself and he never burnt out. I find it so interesting how we... As the church today, we find ourselves burning burning out as, as people... As people in ministry, of course, we have a lot on our plate. Some of us, we do ministry plus going to school plus working and everything else. And trust me, it is a lot. I, I'm not downplaying that at all. I'm I'm one of the people that goes through it. It is a lot. Sometimes you are tired. You don't want to do it. But Jesus had so much more to do than we ever had to do. And he was never burnt out because he focused on one thing at a time. He had boundaries. He respected the fact that he could not overexhaust himself. He was one person. He wanted to do it, but <laughs> he wanted to do it, but somebody's going to have to wait. <laughs> Somebody is going to have to wait. If I'm dealing with this at this time, I'm dealing with this at this time. Another boundary. But the one I love the most is a revelation I got when I was in the gym this morning. And that is, doesn't it interest you how the Bible says there was a multitude that followed Jesus? There was so many people that followed him, so many people that walked with him, so many people that wanted access to him and wanted to be close to him. And they were with him, yet only four people could actually write about him. There were people there that saw the miracles of Jesus. They were around when he was doing whatever he was doing. They were literally following him day by day, but only four people 
people can actually write about who he was because even though he was in the midst of them he was um, he came out from amongst them even though he was in their midst he wasn't completely even though he was in their midst and he was with them he wasn't of them and so though they followed him and they walked with him not everybody could tell you who Jesus was because he had boundaries and even the four people that were able to write about him the four people that were with him every single day for three years all of their stories are different boundaries and so ladies and gentlemen because you know we have a few gents on the sassy and safe podcast boundaries are of god they are important they are necessary for a christian millennial they will help you they will aid you in life it is so important to have boundaries having relationship boundaries moral boundaries friendship boundaries career boundaries business boundaries boundaries everywhere i implore you that you should pray and ask god to show you the boundaries needed in every season and every situation i've decided to take it a step further and ask god the boundaries needed for every friendship every relationship in my life every friendship what are the boundaries that i need to put in place for this to excel It is important to know the boundaries that you need and to live in the context of your boundaries. Do not make light of them because they determine how your life will go. That's all I got for you today. We have hit the 30 minute mark and you know it's already super long because of all the stuff beforehand. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something. I hope that it ministered to you in some way. Again, if you want to join my mentorship program, make sure you head over to my Instagram and you follow the link in my bio and apply. You can find, you can find, um, you can find my Instagram at thing in the episode notes in the description box below. Um, I'm also going to put it on the, the cover art for this Assassin's Creed podcast because it should probably be there. So yeah, um. Anywho, that's all I got. I hope you learned something. I hope you are moving forward with boundaries in your life. I hope you will no longer live a boundaryless life. Until next time, sassy and save, baby.